Hello, everybody. You are listening to the MS Mobile Show. This is the podcast that helps you get the most out of the Microsoft services you use on all your mobile devices. On this episode, we're talking about OneDrive, how to share files. This is nothing new but a helpful tip. We're going to talk about probably the most famous butter that ends in your fridge and what they're using for um, cloud services. Of course, um, Insider and Anniversary Updates. Groove, all the hype around that, and of course, the substantial Skype hype, which we are all thrilled about. My name is Vernon E.L. Smith. I am joined, as always, by David V. Kimball. David, what's up, buddy? Hey, Vernon. Uh, good to hear from you. When you said refrig- you said butter in your refrigerator, I just got really triggered because I thought about that time when a family member gets rid of like the last butter in the pantry, so then you have to go to the refrigerator and you like try to chop off the butter, and it just... It's like one of the most aggravating experiences you have. You're trying to spread that on toast. That's that's fair. Daryl, we have Daryl Pritchard on the show. And <laughs> Daryl's introduction is his welcome is going to be better than David's. Daryl, how you doing, man? I'm having issues with audacity. <laughs> but oh. otherwise, I'm doing great. <laughs> great. We are so glad to have Daryl on the show. Daryl has been one of our you, biggest fans. You need fans. to raise your standards if, if that's <laughs> I'm great on your show. Daryl, we love you, man. You are awesome. Daryl's been one who's contributed. I'm ready. Yep. Say that again. Bow tied. There we go. <laughs> Daryl has contributed to the show quite a bit. He's uh, offered up uh, some Office 365 subscriptions to people and a few other giveaways, and we really, really do appreciate that. And he listens to the show li- or watches, listens to the show live just about every every episode. He's always there in the comments, uh, often you know filling filling the gaps of uh, of of <laughs> useful not information the, with some awesome yeah, not star, always and we love that. Correct. <laughs> that's that's true daryl actually has a few things he would like to talk about on this episode and i cannot wait to hear about this basically if there's a point in our show where we kind of like start laughing and it, and it makes no sense to you guys it's probably daryl making some kind of snarky remark in the chat and it may not be repeatable so i apologize for that occurring so that would be one reason to join this chat with a live show and the best way best way to know when we're recording is to join us on slack so that when we drop that link in there our internal team of slack folks slackers which is obviously not what we want to call them uh then you get it join us in slack people watch the show live if you want join us in the chat uh while we're recording all that david um (laughs) <laughs> do we have let's get to something news i mean i still want, i still want to keep talking about butter i mean at else john in the chat says the new show should be ms mobile show the butter podcast i think that's a great idea we're butter than anyone else <laughs> daryl this is why you're here oh right boy. now all right that's <laughs> all right all right well, let's talk um, do we want to jump right into the tip of the episode let's do okay tip of the episode all right on Twitter the other day, yesterday, I don't know what it was, if uh, a, 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 someone I follow mentioned something about uh, a, a, a song that, that they uh, enjoyed and I happened to enjoy, I, I recognized the lyrics, and we started a conversation about it. And this sparked me to think about, to be reminded of, if there's music that you own, okay, say uh, I... Oh, I, I purchased an album of some kind, okay? Whether I've had it for 15 years on the CD and I and, and I, it's now a, a digital file, obviously, or I just bought it now or whatever. You can upload that. If it's not digitally uh, DRM, uh, digital rights media protected, upload that to OneDrive and say, for example, my wife wants to play that same song or my daughter wants to play the same song. Well, if I share that with them on OneDrive, they have the opportunity to play that through Groove or even, you know, uh, on their on the PC, web, things like that. And that is obviously very awesome. OneDrive is great for sharing. This is nothing new, people. This is one of its strengths, absolutely. But this is a great way to share music legally within your family. David, have you done it this way, sir? Well, see... All of my music were on cassette tapes, so what I did was I had to record from were cassette tapes Were you alive to when CD. you're... When... Oh, hell, hell yeah, I was. And so then record it onto CDs, and then 
on the CDs, you rip them onto your PC, and then at that point, when you have your just super old collection, you put all of it on OneDrive, right? And then, then this is the tip. This is the tip from my angle. If you have a ton of music, say it's, I mean, who knows how big it is built up over the years, and you want to store it on your PC, but you also want to play it on your phone without a lot of hassle. What you can do is move all of your music to a OneDrive folder in the root of your directory called music and put all of your music in there. It's categorized by artists or however you want to do it. And then in Windows, Windows 10, Windows 7, or Windows 8, right-click the My Music folder and you will see Location as one of the tabs. You can literally tell it to look in OneDrive music and from then on your computer will treat that folder as the default music folder for your whole computer. Very nice. And now, do you mean from the Groove app, or you're saying within the music within file? Windows. Within Windows. No, so okay, like File Explorer. When you open, yeah, from File Explorer. That's right. Thanks for correcting me. So if you do that, Groove will look like if you have Groove installed, Groove will look to your computer and say, "Where's the My Music folder going? Oh, it's going to OneDrive, and it will recognize that OneDrive is also your cloud connection. So it prevents duplicates from happening. If you use old legacy software like Zune, Zune doesn't have to like try to find nothing on your computer it knows to look into the OneDrive folder so and then of course your mobile phone with Groove will read the same directory so everything's looking at one thing instead of there being duplicates and like programs getting confused very good very good tip Daryl do you have anything to add to this oh yes I do oh boy (laughs) so last week I'm showing my age here yet again Um, I bought from the uh, Microsoft or bought from Groove, uh, Thomas Dolby's Greatest Hits, and then went to upload it to my OneDrive folder for music. And I, and apparently there's like three or four which are the songs I wanted. I got a message saying that uh, the publisher has denied access or something to this effect uh, to upload to Groove. So now I have nothing really that I wanted. Wow. Yeah, and I I haven't really, I've not been motivated enough or have the time to really dig into this, but yeah, there's still some DRM issues. I haven't, you know, maybe if I buy through iTunes, it may have worked. I don't know. I'm not going to check. I'm not going to test that. But it was very frustrating. You put yourself through trying iTunes to test that? I well, mean, you're I, a brave man. Okay, I have iTunes installed. I'll just leave it at that. For other reasons. Unfortunately, I have iTunes installed as well, and for my for my daughter, and uh, sigh. All right, moving on. So we have well, I guess one more thing about Groove. <clears throat> as far as some artists will, like Daryl said, this is a, a similar but a little bit different. Some artists will not allow streaming of their of their content they will only allow it to be downloaded which is odd yeah odd and unique and whatever and and um and that uh, it's it's very similar to what daryl's saying and i don't know why that is and uh, whatever that's that's fine but the 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 solution in that case at least is to just straight up download it on your device and that works in most cases but it doesn't sound like that works for you daryl which is pretty interesting so i'd definitely look into that i'm sure I'm sure Groove and the Microsoft services aren't like, yeah, we just decided to throw these songs away because it didn't want to get uploaded. Like, they wouldn't do that. So I'd look into it. Um, yeah, I'm checking into uh, internally where I need to go to get that escalated. So I will report back. But it's, you know, in my opinion, I just blew $13, $14. Hmm, that's odd. I would look into going back to your purchases through your Microsoft account and see if there's a way to re-access it from there. Um, I just a shot, just just shot in the dark here. Yeah. I anyway, so I, 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 I feel the pain of the end user. Just pointing that out. So you're a you're a person like everyone else. No, I'm a bot. Oh, okay. I'm That's one of I'm one of the new Microsoft AI bots. So wait, what was that bot that Microsoft had on Twitter for a while? The Tay tweets or whatever. I had, nothing, got... I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> okay, we're looking at the chat, and that's always a, a problem. Else, John puts uh, Daryl dot AI. 
Oh my goodness. That, I'm afraid that, to click on that. That would be the worst thing ever. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. The one Microsoft had was pretty bad. <laughs> oh, I would make it a point to go over the top and make that the worst. <laughs> It'd be huge. So you're saying it would get closed in half a day instead of a day? Maybe. <laughs> okay. Oh, David, you drop the next one in here. Go for it. Yeah, so this is just a comment that I made. It's not particularly newsworthy. I just thought it was funny. I, I think if I had a drink every single time a journal, like, not a journalist website, but like a new Microsoft News website referred to Microsoft as software, the software giant did X or the software giant did Y, like almost every single time it's Microsoft did this. And then the next sentence is the software giant did this. So that that's really all that comment was about. Daryl, do you feel that right now, obviously you've spent some time with Microsoft and it's changed over the years, of course, but right now, do you think, what do you think of Microsoft? A software giant, a devices and services company, a productivity uh, company, like what, what to you, how would you describe it? Yes. There we go. Wow. <laughs> no. Everything and all. I, I think that uh, over the past two years that we have shed much no, pretty, pretty much all of the baggage now. Uh, we are a services company, and but and, and like Google, and that makes that just makes me want to take a shower and throw up. Uh, <laughs> we do have hardware reference devices, uh, but yeah, we're going where the money goes. That's going to be Android, iOS, and of course, you know, Windows Phone, occasionally, but. It, the total attitude of the company has totally changed. It does feel much like a startup, and the uh, morale is much higher, and I am totally 100% behind uh, Satya. That's, That's awesome. awesome. So <laughs> That's... what you're saying is Software Giant is not an apt title necessarily for Microsoft anymore, or is it? Well... A, a mature startup? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to both. But, okay. Well, that's that's cool. It's always good to hear from people who work at Microsoft. And Daryl, <laughs> what's a filter? <laughs> exactly. We love it that we can hear stuff directly. You know, uh, we we know your opinion, Daryl, and that's awesome. Love that. Well, I've been here through like six stock splits, so wow. I'll just put it in perspective. It, it's totally it feels internally totally different in a very much good way. And good riddance, Kevin Turner. <laughs> there we go. So we mentioned that last episode, I believe, yeah. didn't we, David? I'll probably and, not be um, an employee next week. <laughs> Every time Daryl's on the show, he says that exact same thing, that he doesn't know if he'll be employed next week. But anyway. Um, all right, my turn. John, John, you listening? John in the chat? Butter. So Lando <laughs> Lakes is a company, it's a dairy company okay i mean that's what they kind of started out as they deal a lot in agriculture obviously the farmer owners and um feed and seed and all types of everything okay they're actually based out of minnesota i think it's um i guess i could look this up wikipedia but um near the near minneapolis minnesota in that area and so that's kind of my neck of the woods sort of and they own purina and uh a few other different companies Oh, I'm bringing it up. Hang, hang on. Yeah. At one point, Purina owned Jack in the Box. Okay. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't aware of that. Well, that's my, my that's... hair is slick and silky as a result of my fur. <laughs> okay, carry on. All right, that's that's good though. I bring this up about Lando Lakes because not only is it something I grew up with as far as the product and it's nearby, but it's also kind of a, a, a general competitor to the company I work for now in, in dairy and ag business. But they have recently um, transformed. They've basically gone to uh, using more and more of the Microsoft services and uh, we'll just drop the the blog post in the in the chat or in the in the show notes, I believe. But basically, the I think it's the CEO or what, who is he here? The SVP and CIO of Lando Lakes wrote a whole blog post, which posted on 
Microsoft, um, it's under transform, basically how innovation can feed the world is what he talked about. And it's really interesting. He goes into great depth about it. And basically they're up in their game with what they're doing with Microsoft moving forward. And Daryl would understand all this terminology better than I would as far as um, Azure and uh, 365 and all that type of stuff. So that's really, really interesting. Um, and yeah, well, I'm, I mean, one thing to keep in mind about this article is when you think of big companies using Microsoft, it's like, well, yeah, like they use Windows. But this article specifically talks about how they're using more Microsoft Cloud, like what Werner was saying, like Azure, and they're using 365, and they're using Microsoft Hardware, which is Surface. So those things are more, like like Vernon was saying, more with Microsoft rather than just Windows, right? Is that like something worth mentioning? Oh, that's exactly it, yeah. Yeah. Um, Daryl, do you have anything to add to this? These are kind of the people you deal with, right? At least broadly? Yeah. No, uh, nothing really to add other than uh, look, at, look at the Facebook announcement earlier where they're adopting O365 and saying that we have, you know, that Microsoft is cool again. That is noteworthy. <laughs> that, well, it, um, it's noteworthy on several points. I mean, that's a Silicon Valley or Silicon Valley uh, company, and Silicon Valley does not particularly like Microsoft. So that's a huge endorsement. Now, yeah. granted, they're only doing the exchange online. Uh, you know, they don't, but they don't use Google Docs. I mean, we are getting acceptance in the Azure space with the, the huge companies, large companies, medium and small as well as the you know mom and pop businesses so i love that it's it's so very awesome. scalable you know that's it one it really is i think there's, there could be more training though for sharepoint because um sharepoint is so powerful especially in like bigger companies and people just like when, when you're in you're in college or when you're like had your first couple of jobs or whatever um you might be familiar with microsoft office applications but you never really get an opportunity to work with SharePoint in particular, uh, like with 365. And so I wish there was like a step, like some sort of in between that, you know, anyone could try out some kind of SharePoint server because SharePoint's so cool too. Yes. Uh, that's enough about butter, I guess. David, what's this next one here? Um, so the anniversary update is out today and that it well it's out for today for insiders i should say and oh it has... did it rtm so okay david <laughs> those three letters or or daryl were those mentioned by anyone paid by microsoft no like officially no okay. i mean there's no such thing as rtm and i'm putting on my you know don sucker hat that's what i'm wearing right now by the way who you're wearing <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is why you need to f watch the show live, folks. You're missing out. <laughs> no. So, yeah, there's no such thing as RTM. I, I don't know. I don't have a, a mole into the, the uh, you know. The insider group, I suppose. Yeah, the insider right? group. I don't run the insider programs on my uh, production laptops or the, even on my Windows phone. But uh, we're very, very close. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. It's really neat. Um, what was I saying? I know well, I totally, I totally it... derailed it. Oh, <laughs> RTM, okay. that's right. Yeah. So, like I was saying about um Windows 10 Service Pack 2. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I mean, <laughs> anniversary update. Um, what 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 I think is so exciting is um with Windows Phone 8 and Windows 8.1, there was some kind of convergence, but when updates would come out, they were really just there was no coherence there really. With this, like. Mobile is getting updated. PCs are getting updated. Xbox is getting updated. And the list of changes are different. But the fact is they're all getting updated around the same time. And and I really, for the first time, I really do feel like Microsoft has this one OS. Like this actually, is actually moving forward. Um, and so if you look at the list of updates for PC, it's like, you know, not, not too much from the previous build. But like that's a good sign. That means like these small tweaks are evident of it becoming polished and the list for mobile is longer which is also good because i think we need more fixes for mobile than we need for pc right now and it's happening at the same time i'm like that's just exciting for me for some reason yeah these these are bugs build bugs, pretty much yeah bug builds yeah yeah exactly just bug squashing there was a complete list of everything that was uh up you know in the update 
and there was nothing there. Updates. Right. We're just, I mean, it's it's there. It's It's there. It's not perfect, but at some point, they just have to ship it. Okay, shipping is a feature and we're so, you know, shipping is almost not even, you know, not, not a term anymore. It doesn't really matter. General availability, that could be what we used to call RTM, but that's uh, Aaron in chat brought that up. But general availability, that'd be the best way to describe it, I believe. Donna Sarkar did not actually use those terms either. She just said August 2nd. It's coming out August 2nd. That's the latest build. If you, if you saw her on Windows Weekly, she would not. Um, <laughs> they they she, tried to bait she, her, and she, she totally fast. didn't go for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So good on her, by the way. I mean, mm-hmm. I, and you're a Microsoft employee too. So I mean, how does it feel when people like they have some Microsoft product or service, and they just bombard you with questions like you're supposed to know everything? How do you respond? I tell them my customers do this all the time. Actually, I have one customer, and I'll tell them, <laughs> "Well, okay, let me look into that." Because I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. <laughs> that's a, that's a uh, Better Call Saul reference, by the way. Yeah, nice. So uh, iOS and Android, obviously there are Microsoft Groove apps available for those platforms. That makes sense. Streaming music from anywhere on any op- operating system, yada, yada. That's Microsoft's MO. Ma- makes sense. The apps were pretty old. They were, you know, hadn't been updated in like a year or so. And I have not actually fired up my the old iOS device. I didn't reinstall uh, Groove on here. Same thing with Android. I didn't put it back on to see if it is current. David, have, do you know, are these actually out or are they, they're very close as I understand? Yeah, I'm not sure. The, the availability of web, Groove, Groove on web and then on Windows has negated any need for anything else for me. Like the fact that they have a web version is just so great. Yes, and I have, I have enjoyed that for years, if, uh, at least... I mean, a couple years at least, if not three, four. I don't know what it's been. But uh, web works very well for me. Mm-hmm. But the fact that these are getting updated is good. But I love how it is uh, best on Windows or, you know, well, basically best on, on web in some cases. And I appreciate that. That is so, um, that's so cool. David, uh, anything else to add on Groove here, the updates? Yeah, totally. I'd be interesting. I'd be interested to know how many users of iOS and Android are Groove users. You know, yes, Microsoft updated the application, but I mean, like, I don't, I don't know many people that are not Microsoft just users of the ecosystem that use Groove or even know what it is. Like, I had, I talked to a Pandora rep the other day about some ad stuff we were gonna do, and um, th- on their chart they actually had Groove. As, a, as like a competitor when they were talking about their competitors i'm like yes somebody knows about it because it's so rare i just feel like microsoft now warns some windows 10 users against using chrome due to battery concerns yes i love that they're that little bit of fighting back or whatever because um you open you go to google or something on um uh, an edge or, or ie and it says this this site works best in Chrome. Do you want to install now? And it continues to pop up. You can't fully dismiss it and whatever. I like that but Microsoft is now, and I haven't seen this myself, but Microsoft is saying, don't use Chrome. It uses up battery. And I think there's, I, I've been seeing lately an, a, a shift, a swinging of the pendulum back in uh, against Google's favor, Chrome's favor lately. We've had some good uh, browser tests lately showing that Edge is is very good. Um, Opera and and Firefox as well, all kind of in the same same category or same level um, for for battery uh, you know battery life. Whereas Chrome is lagging quite a bit behind. And I'm sure Google will catch up at some point and they'll put reinvest uh, a time and you know effort back into it. Many people still use Chrome, not knocking that, but it is uh, it's kind of interesting to see the mind share shift again. At least many of the people that we use and and. Of course, if you're listening to this podcast, there's a very good chance that you do use Chrome, and we under you know that's pretty well known. David, I th- how often do you use Chrome? That's not oh, infrequently, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, to your point though, historically, Google Chrome has been criticized for always being a resource hog, always. So this, um, you know, this sort of tussle about it using up lots of resources is kind of a safe battle for Microsoft to have because lots of people already agree with that. 
but you're right it is by far the most used browser um so that is an interesting oh man else john brought up screwgold please let me forget yeah. about that campaign that's that, that, way different that than will not be coming doing. back okay yeah, that's we, the that, three, that three of us gone. know who actually led that program under you know against his wishes and i promise you they will not come back yeah oh man that's uh, as, as far as people kind of in the know they know that that's that was a, a unwise move, and it will not be repeated. Yeah, so I don't know how we got there, but anyway, yeah, Chrome, using up resources. Microsoft's saying not to use it. Mm-hmm. Hey, just FYI, so there's a lot of people, maybe majority, in, uh, in the support part of Microsoft that use uh, Edge, Internet Explorer, and Chrome, and I use Chrome quite a bit. But I can vouch firsthand from the Surface Book and from my Surface 3 that Chrome does just kill battery life. Uh, the problem is you have, you know, applications like Blab that don't support anything but Chrome. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of screwed there. Well, and well, then, of course, there's always Firefox. And what's, just we're what's talking Firefox? About Blab. Well, just because we're talking about Blab, I actually have a better experience on particular niche websites with Firefox, and Blab is actually one of them. I get better video quality, strangely. So, hey, try Firefox if you're not a fan of Chrome mm-hmm. and you can't use Edge for some reason. Yeah. Well, Edge does work on Blab for viewing, and at this time, or at least most recently when I when I checked, it does not work for calling in, uh, you know, participating directly. Yeah. And uh, Firefox works great. I use Firefox uh, for this. Actually, I actually use both Chrome and Firefox, but when I'm re- right now, I'm using Firefox. So uh, just a yeah. little uh, anecdote here. Even internally at Microsoft, I will go to our, some of the most critical line of bu- internal line of business apps that are you know uh, browser-based, and I click on it. I have Edge as my default browser, and it will redirect me to Internet Explorer. Really? Yes, I'm going. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Really? Well, and it, those same apps work great in uh, Chrome. Hmm. That's interesting. That's surprising. So but. yeah, I mean, I really do feel the pain of the end user. Uh, anyway, so okay. Again, mm-hmm. I filtered. I just screwed up. So <laughs> no. Aaron's saying, as an enterprise IT guy, that's a great feature for us. I know this is not entirely rated, but related, but Internet Explorer is still integrated in Windows in a very like core way, I believe. Isn't, isn't that right? Well, you know, you can actually go in now and remove it. Uh, if you go into the uh, control panel, you know, programs and whatever features, and you can actually delete Internet Explorer, or at least... Um, uninstall you're saying I mean, yeah un- uninstall it so that edge is the default browser but i would not recommend doing that right now oh no yeah i'm pretty happy with ie i use edge for most of my consumption stuff i use that for all my um you know articles i read through uh edge uh, ie for like more um stable things if i'm going to get into banking or any of my stuff i have to log into i just have all everything uh saved there and of course firefox and chrome basically just for blab and also um you know i have the the show's uh credentials uh defaulted in there instead of my own and on and on whatever this is not interesting podcast material for folks so uh, actually Skype. it kind of is <laughs> don't underestimate <laughs> it you're, you're right have we talked about Brave before? Brave solves that problem of having to open like five different browsers and sign in with different sign-ins. You can create a new session tab on this this browser called Brave, and that's it true. actually lets you sign in with a new username and password, which is so awesome. I know that's not mobile, but I had to bring that up. That's very fair, though. That's reasonable. And I actually have Brave installed. I don't use it too often, but I should probably do that and daryl thanks for calling me out on that you're right this is interesting just not the stuff i'm saying i'm not providing value here but uh you guys have that's uh really good to know you guys still for power user stuff or whatever you want want to call it you're using chrome and then i mean like where do you guys delineate when when do you guys use edge when do you purposefully it, it's my default browser yeah. um but again when i'm having to access uh when i'm in when I'm attached to CorpNet, either through VPN or in the office, there's 
a number of apps that I, I know will not launch an edge. So, you know, IE is kind of a, you know, a backup. Uh, now, once I get on uh, the anniversary update, I, I think edge will be much better, but I have not even, I've not beta tested it. So I can't really tell you. Hmm. But and I and I'm a total supporter of ad blockers. Mm-hmm. There. Well, Daryl, even if you did beta test it, couldn't you still not tell us anyways? Well, no. I mean, it's if you're in the insider program, apparently you can. You know, oh, that's true. You can, that's a good you know, point. You can vomit out any kind of feedback. This is two references to vomit so far in the show, if I believe correctly. <laughs> well, um. What I was going to say, as far as NDAs and betas and things like that, the only one that I'm aware of that actually makes you abide by the NDA, but you could still talk, say that you're involved, is the the Bing uh, preview, and I'm uh, part of that, and it's very, oh, really? it's really interesting. Basically, looking more at how it ties in with search, and maybe I just violated nda by saying that i can't imagine that's a concern but you um, said search and bing i feel like that's a safe thing to say okay well i meant uh how uh i guess voice search and we all know what we use for voice search on uh and that's that makes sense they're tied in together anyway that's really interesting what's going on there it's nothing groundbreaking but i really liked uh being asked specific ui questions how does this make you feel what's the first thing you look at when you see this and whatever and that's really cool and of course i can't share any of those uh that the rest of that stuff but that is cool it wasn't something i intended to bring up but uh <laughs> finally skype we can talk about skype let's call it Not, let's do it it's instead of skype preview let's go skype everywhere i know aaron's gonna love that Aaron, is he still in or did he have to go to bed? Um, <laughs> Skype everywhere. David, fill us in. What, where, how could we do this before? What happened before? Well, I dubbed this the Skype hype because I think people are very frustrated with Skype in terms of just, just typical end users that have various problems with it or people that have been part of Microsoft's vision for Skype. And I know we talked about it last week a little bit about this messaging everywhere capability that was built into the Messenger app on Windows 10 and Windows 10 Mobile, and then they took it out. And we're like, why, Microsoft, why did you do this? And now come to find out that they're launching a universal Windows platform application that looks amazing. It's actually the first Skype app I've ever seen that looks like it's part of Windows Mobile. Like, it actually really feels how it looks, some of the capabilities that it has, but it also retains a lot of the Skype branding. So it hasn't completely ditched the Skype, you know, Skype quote unquote brand either. And it does it so elegantly. And I'm so excited for this thing to come out. And uh, the preview came out today. Is that right? Correct. So, I mean, how can folks download it? Is it a direct link? Is it something you can search for? It is slightly challenging, actually. Um, basically, if you get the link, okay, and we can put it in the show notes. I mean, you can get it off of Windows Central or any of these sites have the link to this, okay? If you follow that link, at least on mobile, I didn't do it on desktop yet. On mobile, you're go- it's going to take you to the Skype app. You're like, okay, I already have this installed. You launch it, and it's like, I this nothing is new. What's going on here? And even on the Insider Ring, okay, you need to be on Fast Ring for this. What I did was try to... Um, I, I, un- I uninstalled it, the, the Skype app, tried to reinstall it basically and see if it recognized that I was on FastRing. It still tweaked out and was an issue with it or whatever. I'm like, I don't know what's, what's going on with this. I actually, and then I actually noticed that the store was trying to update and that was one wrinkle in there. So I updated the store, tried it again, uh, still had the same problem. And so uh, at that point, I checked, I had a new update for Insider, FastRing. So I installed that. What is it? 393, I think. And um, at that point, yeah, for those those of you who aren't aware, we do have a, a new um, FastRing build as we do every three days, apparently. And um, so I installed that. I'm like, come on, hurry up. I want to try this out. Finally, that installed. And then I went back... Um, I should say the update installed. Then I went installed Skype. It recognized that it was on FastRing, current FastRing build, even though it just showed this regular Skype app, but it, it um, you know, obviously it, it, it installed the, the newest version. 
So what do you think of it? You've been able to use it, right? Yeah. Uh, first off, it's a really horrible gray. I mean, like, I, I, love, I love the dark theme. Okay, it defaulted to that. And speaking with folks on Twitter, I believe that it it picks up either light or dark based off of that's your good. off of your the settings you have. I was already on dark theme, so I just assumed that that's what it went with. But it doesn't give you the option to uh, just follow a phone theme. It just shows you dark, light or dark. But I would imagine it does default to whichever you have. Whatever. That's minute to some people and absolutely huge to plenty of others. I think that's. I, I love dark dark theme. That's what I that's oh, what I man. prefer. Totally. I mean, on on Windows Phone for a long time, the Skype app was the one app that would just blind you in the face whenever you're trying to use it. And the and the blue itself was just too bright of a blue. The white and, and the blue, and you're just you're getting seizures by the end of it. Well, if you have an AMOLED display, it also saves battery power. Yes, absolutely. Oh, totally. It's huge. Yeah, that's very true, uh, Daryl. And so this, the dark theme on here, I don't know if, if something is goofed up with my phone. I really don't think so. But it's really like a light, spotty gray. And I'm like, come on. I mean, it's it's still dark theme, but it's kind of an ugly dark theme. That's mm-hmm. the very least of my concerns. I don't really care. Um, but it, it obviously synced everything up. Didn't have to log in again. I mean, this can be your messaging app. I installed it on a, uh, a phone without a SIM. And so it, I didn't try out the the text message well i don't know if that's actually available yet but that's that part is coming uh after the anniversary update it's beautiful i mean all your message your conversations are there not all of them synced up yet maybe it takes a little bit of time there's some pretty cool toggles in there um don't don't listen to me for details there's pl- i'm sure people have done videos on this and and just check twitter but i like it i really do like it and i know aaron does not like the whole concept of this uh, I'm sorry, but I, I do understand the direction you're coming from, Aaron, from the chat, obviously. Uh, good things to life. We love Aaron, guys. Go follow him on Twitter. He rocks. Yes, absolutely. But I can see how there was confusion with, okay, we have a Skype messaging app. We have a Skype video app. We have a Skype. Oh, joke. Uh, you know, too many Skype apps. And I can handle that. I can work through that. I can just set one as my default. I can put the Skype video right next to the, the phone dialer. Well, actually, it was integrated in, which is great. I can work through that, but I understand how some people wouldn't necessarily want to. The other side of that is that there's still strong rumor that there's a big beef between Skype proper and Microsoft. And um, I don't know, Daryl may or may not want to add to this, but um, that is that's how I feel. And I know I'm not the only one that way. I can't. Okay. David, what do you think? <laughs> Man, I just... It is true. Like, I understand if people are very, very confused about it because it's been a confusing journey. But let's hope that it has a happy ending, right? Oh, I love happy endings. Oh, yes. all right. All right. So check it out. Especially Skype Preview app is available for Insider builds right now. Fast Ring, both on desktop and PC. Wow, that's the same thing. Mobile and big <laughs> Windows. Okay. And it is coming out in the anniversary update. And as I understand, the messaging everywhere function will come a little bit later. Did I miss anything on that, guys? Sounds complete to me. Okay. Um, What's next here? That's almost it, huh? Yeah, I think one thing that I want to bring this up, I'm going to call out um, Rick Ayer on Twitter because he asked if there was a way to move Microsoft Calendar basically just the calendar of all events and everything that you have on your account to Google Calendar, and I was unable to give him an answer. So if anyone listening happens to know, you should tweet at Rick, is it underscore air? I believe is his uh, Twitter handle. Yeah, I think so. I'm not entirely sure. And then give him a solution because he is trying out Android after being a Windows uh, phone user for a while. And so I'm personally very interested to hear how he copes. I personally tried to switch to Android, and I lasted about a day. I couldn't do it. Um, I put the SIM card from the Lumia 950XL that I had that was very, very buggy at the time. And then I tried it in uh, this, I think it was some Galaxy Android device. And I mean, the user experience was nine day. I mean, I couldn't. I just couldn't. And that being said, Rick Air has a very, very good Android phone. So I think his diff- his experience will be much different. He has the OnePlus 3, Yep. I just, just came out recently. Yeah. Yeah. 
So good on him. I want. I, I mean, and he he uses lots of Microsoft app, uh, Microsoft services. So I'm very interested to see what his experience is. Yes. Uh, jumping back a little bit, Aaron in the chat again. Awesome chat room today, you guys. Says uh, Skype using SMS sync can go across platforms for Android and iOS. That's a huge benefit. It's what iMessage wish, wishes it could be. Absolutely yeah. dead on, Aaron. Great point. Uh, Microsoft is is they're definitely competing there. Skype has always competed. People have hated it and continued to use it. And I don't know what that truly means. I've always been fine with Skype, but not thrilled. I think all the Skype stuff we hate is the 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 misdirection and the confusion and the the what it feels like lack of of direction and focus. But as far as it working. It actually works pretty good, except it rings nine different devices, and you, you know when you get a phone uh, Skype call. But I think it could really compete with iMessage, and I, it would not be it would not uh, be unheard of to see Skype being used. the The number of um, users, number of people using Skype on Android and iOS, easily out out. Um, outnumbering those on windows phone with uh before some time uh i think that's reasonable and like you said that's definitely uh, an iMessage competitor and if they were able to to link skype for business formerly known as link into this application as well i think that would be huge also because the outlook app for ios and android has actually done very very well like i know lots of people that use the outlook ios application and for better or for worse, they mean they may not realize they can put any any like mail they want on their Outlook app. But so for some of the people that I know, they have their personal email on the default iOS mail app, and then they use the Outlook one for their work email. And so maybe in the same way, people might look at the SMS capabilities on uh, Skype and be like, "Look, I have one place to do work and personal messaging instead of having two apps." And you know, because the Outlook one works pretty well for iOS and Android. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think that having sometimes having two different email clients can have its benefit for actually just keeping things separate. Just like we've talked about a long time ago, having different Twitter apps or even different Twitter accent colors when you switch between accounts. I think there's value there uh, between switching between uh, work and, and um, personal. Yes. Uh, that being said, surprisingly, this would be a great segue if I didn't use the word segue of what to do and what not to do when you're on Twitter slash Facebook. And Daryl is got an awesome tip for this. Where to post and where not to post and keep uh, oh. track of that. <laughs> yeah, so I kind of screwed the pooch. I was on a, uh, I have a, a very active local community Facebook post or Facebook page that I participate in. About 4,000, it's about 10% of the community I live in. And I walked away, I, I was reading some stuff on it, walked away, a couple hours later decided, hey, I'm, I have a very strong opinion about the BLM movement. Wait, 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 Daryl, you have a strong opinion on something? It was, it was, I, I know. What do you think? So I, without realizing that I was not posting to my timeline, I posted this opinion and I had been crucified um, for what I posted about and had to do an apology. And then my apology got uh, questioned and it's just, it's just been a major cluster event. So... I would say be very mindful and probably, and again, I'm, I'm the worst offender. Don't post <laughs> politics on Facebook, on social media. Huh. Especially if you're putting them, uh, you know, where you, where you put them traditionally in your, your home space or whatever, where, where you have friendlies and then, uh, inadvertently posting them in, uh, less friendly zones, I would imagine. Yeah. And keep in mind that, Companies like Microsoft do social background media checks. So if I was to apply today to Microsoft, I probably wouldn't get a job. <laughs> wow. That's an interesting thought because you're totally right. They totally do that. Oh, I, totally... I, I'm on a hiring team, so I know they do that. Oh, and so what did I do? I just stepped right into the middle of the dog crap and just <laughs> spread it across the carpet in my house. <laughs> so F Figuratively or did that actually happen? Well, that's happened too. Different story, oh, okay. but anyway, yeah, that's don't just don't do it. 
So would you argue though that, I mean, I would I would take from that you are, have to pick your are battles. You, are you about to bait me? <laughs> I, I'm about to bait you. Would you argue there are certain instances where something is so important to you that it transcends like burning bridges or maybe even potentially losing a job? It's just so important that you have to post about it. Yeah. My, so there are a few things. It, okay, I am not a HR uh, specialist or a career, what do you want to call it, a life guidance counselor. But I've got a couple things that just really piss me off. <laughs> so your primary motivator is typically anger is what I'm getting from this. Yeah. But I will say eight police officers killed in, you know, in less than two weeks. Yeah, I'm kind of pissed. Oh, I'm okay, sorry. That makes sense. I didn't. I, so I think I what you're saying right is there are it. sensitive topics out there that you do may have a right to be angry about. So yeah, but it's again, it's about picking those battles. Like, I mean, is it worth pissing everyone you know off like every week or maybe like once a year in order to get a point across? Like, I think there's an interesting argument. I, I kind of do it every day internally on email. <laughs> I've had my I've had my manager call me in and say, "WTF are you thinking?" <laughs> I sent I sent a note to Satya, uh, you know, several months ago about the whole OneDrive debacle about uh, uh, cutting back the storage, and you know, my manager said, "Yeah, I wish you'd come to me first. Oh. And, and I went, "Well, you know, I'll do that next time." Oh man, yeah, managers don't like that <laughs> yeah. when you use them. Yeah. So anyway, that's that that's my career tip. It's my social media tip, and I probably should actually take it to my own heart, but you know, <laughs> good luck with that. Do as you say, not as you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a parenting line right there. Oh, and by the way, my, my family totally cringes when they see me on social media. <laughs> my, wife hey. said, my wife says, oh, for the love of God, don't do that. <laughs> my, my daughter, who is a socialist at heart, uh, says, I, I, I don't know who you are. Oh man! And my my youngest goes, I want to adopt a new dog. So there you go. Wow. <laughs> so wow. I think we have some. Uh, we have an app coming to Windows Phone. Is that right, Vernon? But we have already talked about it. I guess. Yeah, we did. We talked about that already. I guess. What's that? Poke- so, uh, we can po- go right to app. Is that Pokemon? Uh, Pokemon No. Pokemon No. Yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk about that in another episode, I think, right? We talked about it last episode, didn't we? I'm sure. Yeah. Let's skip Pokemon it, yeah. Go? Yeah, we, yeah. like, named the whole episode that. Yeah, the, the uh, number so, of right. Fs <laughs> I give about Pokemon. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, so I'll go with my personal app pick, I guess, which is simply, I know, it's like a cliche to say this is a cliche, but we talk about OneNote all the time on the show, and for good reason. And it's... It's on your Windows 7. It can be on your Windows 7 computer at work. It can be on your mobile device. It can be on your tablet. It is the most versatile note-taking tool, arguably more so than Evernote. But I know there are some folks that might disagree with that. Um, but it is so powerful that I can be in a meeting on my Surface, take notes down, go back to my desk and have notes already there on my computer, and then go home, and it's on my home computer. And then when I'm walking around town, it's on my phone. That is... That concept, I don't think is utilized enough by people. Like, that capability is there, people. And if you have an Office 365 account in particular, because from work or whatever, just click start, type in OneNote, and see if it's there and use it because mm. it will change your note-taking life. It is great. And I had not actually planned on talking about it this way, but I'll try to do it briefly. At I had some training uh, in St. Paul, Minnesota, you know, four hours away, Uh and uh, took notes on my Vivo tab note. Uh, I always forget the name of the thing. Uh, Asus, uh, eight-inch tablet with a stylus, and uh, took notes as usual. I actually I typed them in as well. If there was more to write, uh, I had my little Microsoft um, Bluetooth. Uh, what do you call it? Keyboard. And I actually left the tablet in the in the 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 vehicle of the person we drove down there with. And he only comes to work once a week. He works out off-site, and so. Oh crap! I lost all my notes. No, they're everywhere. No, I mean, they're, and and that is a real life situation that OneNote 
helps with. It's not just a convenience. It's a stinking lifesaver or whatever you want to call it. I didn't have to bring a a pen or a, a notepad, obviously. I had this thing. And while we were talking about things in the training, I just pulled it up. I was literally at OSHA.gov or whatever it was and pulling up the safety, you know, um, the CFR 1910-18 or 181. I mean, that's okay. I'm a geek in, in several manners, you guys. But that <laughs> is um, the Code of Federal Regulations. I was pulling it up, looking at it right there. And the difference between different uh, forklifts and classes and that kind of crap. And uh, that was so much better even than just someone doing it on their phone. And, of course, a laptop can be in the way. And what are you going to do? Bring your encyclopedia along if you if you don't want to go, um, you know, all technology on it. So OneNote kicks butt in many ways. Do it. So good. Yes. Uh, Daryl, do you have a personal app pick you'd like to uh, share? Oh, wait a minute. I'm, I think I need to go back and check the show notes. Did <laughs> okay. I have one? Well, my personal app <laughs> pick is, uh, where did it go? Grover Pro. Now, if you are a podcast enthusiast, you have probably used this recently. It is available on Windows Mobile, Windows 10 Mobile, and on Windows 10. Uh, might actually be on Windows 8 and uh, Windows Phone 8.1. I'm not certain of that. This app has gotten better and better. It's really, really good now. For a long time, I really liked uh, Podcast Lounge. Had a lot of good features, but it was just starting to... It was just starting to fade a little bit. Uh, what did I call it? To, to wilt or something? I use a different adjective every time it it starts to uh, weaken. But Grover Pro has replaced it. I am now using that. There's lots of great settings in there. Dark dark theme. I mean, like, just go check it out. Grover Pro, uh, you will like it. I will probably continue to talk about it for uh, occasionally in the coming up uh, podcast episodes. Daryl, what do you got? Okay, so I'm to- I had a total brain fart, much like I did on social media last night. Uh, but as far as app picks, uh, Bank of America app. Um, I was I beta tested the uh, uh, UWP app, and I've been using my Surface to deposit checks, which is pretty much the only thing I really need it for mobile. Um, but it, it rocks. It's, it's very good. Um, so for those of you that have Bank of America, you know, of course, it's obviously U.S.-based, but it's, it's a great app. Nice. Um, so I guess we're on to music picks now, and the one that I have is just one song called Crazy For You by Best Coast. I just, during the summer, I like picking this genre that's kind of fun, like, pop, Indie like, kind of songs. like the Beach Boys, summer music. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, that's a great way to describe it. And I think this song, Crazy For You by Best Coast, is one worth checking out if you like, if you dig that style. When I think Vernon, of, do you have one? I was just saying, I'm sorry. When I think of Crazy For You, I think of Madonna. Hmm. I'll have to go look it up. The, There's Is that your app pick, uh, music pick, Daryl, or do you have something well, a lot better than not, that, I hope? No, okay. Oh my God! I just showed my age again. That was it was it was a great it was, it was one of her iconic. Uh, oh damn! Never mind. Just go on. <laughs> <laughs> but would Groove let you stream it? Is the question. I bet you could. Try it. Well, I'm gonna I'm, go. Someone fund me the money, and I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I'm gonna go with an artist that my wife recommended to me, and and. Uh, I love my wife, but normally I don't really listen to that much for music. This one it falls in the same category. It's pop, weird. It, it not too weird. It's, it is weird, but it's it's that same crap like Selena Gomez or Ellie Goulding, who I actually kind of like, and it's in that same vein. Except this one album by the scale. Her name is Melanie Martinez. The album's called Cry Baby, and every track is child or infant based. So weird, okay? And and I mean, it's really no way to describe this adequately, okay? And Daryl is giving me a disgusted look on his face. It, it, so what's the fourth, fourth so vomit curved. of the episode? Yeah. It, it's a very, very odd album, but definitely worth listening to. You'll, I think you'll, if you're anything, if you're as weird as me, you'll get a chuckle out of some of these, uh, more than a few, I would imagine. And I like how it's, it, it they're adult-themed, not like, you know, a, adult but I mean, it's grown-up themed, 
but they put in its Keep relationship <laughs> it's relationship based and uh i don't know check it out the album is called crybaby the artist is melanie martinez um odd but definitely worth listening to daryl do you have one, a specific one you'd like to recommend oh no no i already you know shot my wad about the madonna thing so <laughs> all right uh, david what do you got for a podcast pick um well i've been listening to the same three podcasts over and over again because i don't know how actually this is interesting listeners if you think of it tweet me and tell me when you listen to this show like is it when you're driving is it when you're vacuuming because for me my commute to work is like 10 minutes long it's not that long at all so it might take me an entire week to get through one show for example you know depending on how long the shows are so i don't have a lot i don't have a lot more to add i listen to the nintendo week one i listened to the this great great one called uh, ms power user podcast that one's pretty awesome i listened to the windows central one i listened to um i don't really listen to windows weekly anymore because it's too long to be honest but anyway it, it is long occasionally there's some good stuff in there but uh, there's another one in there that sounded pretty good you should maybe try that out um my yeah, podcast sure. i'm going to recommend would be hate to say it but i will ron paul liberty report okay and i'm not Ron Paul isn't at the top of my list, but uh, respect to the guy. And it just uh, this this is here. It, the point is, if there's something you're passionate about and you're not listening to a podcast about it, there are podcasts out there for you. OK, go That's find amazing. one. Go find one. And um, you can just dig deeper and deeper. There's all these niche pods, niche podcasts. Do it. Uh, Daryl, podcast pick. Yeah. Uh, the Cheeky Test, the Cheeky Tech podcast. Uh, this is uh, Robert McClaws. They they just spun up. I think they've only gotten they're at episode three, but uh, it's it's pretty good. And if you love Snark, you know he's up there with Paul Thorat. Mm-hmm. So, um, Daryl, you did mean to say Robert Sherbet, right? No, Robert Robert, Robert McClaws or McClaws. Okay, well I know Robert Sherbet has one, so. Um... And it's called Cheeky Tech. Maybe Robert McClaws is helping him with it. Actually, I, I think. I, I, okay, I think they're they're working together on it. Okay. So my my apologies, but yeah, it's it's the same podcast. Yep, Cheeky Tech podcast. Uh, I've listened to it as well. Only a few episodes in, but they're doing a good job with it. Uh, they go really in depth, um, and it's a little bit different slant on it than we have here. But we would I would still recommend it, as of course Daryl did. And uh, right now, you cannot get in the. Uh, you have to subscribe to the RSS feed if you're on a Windows phone because it doesn't show up in the uh, native uh, podcast app yet. But hmm. it, yeah. I thought I had it, but okay. But no, it's uh, recommended. I, d- I just finished episode three on my drive home. And to your point, uh, most when I uh, listen to podcasts on my commutes, I don't watch them. I just uh-huh. I'll listen. So, uh, Grover Pro does have uh, Cheeky Tech uh, within its search results, at least uh, as of right now. So. Sweet. Well, I think that's a wrap, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. Daryl, it has been awesome having you on the show. You know we love to have you on. Uh, it's tough to fit you on all the time, but it's great, absolutely great to have you on. Thanks Folks, for having me. Yeah, uh, Daryl, share with everyone where they'd like to, if they'd like to connect with you further. Where should they do that? Yeah, uh, at Daryl Pritchard, or on Facebook, it'd be facebook.com quack uh, Daryl. That's so awesome. That's so yeah. great. You got that. That's cool. I feel like even when Facebook goes out of style, you still need to tell people that you own that. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. What about Facebook going out of style? Oh, it'll go out of style in, I don't know, one year. Maybe it already has. I don't really know. But oh, well, excuse me while is... I go eat dinner and watch Golden Girls rerun. So, <laughs> MySpace.com slash Vernon. Yeah. I, yes. I don't know. I don't know if I actually have that anymore, but I, I tried. I mean, I, I had some vanity thing like that. It was probably nice. Yeah, whatever. Uh, wow. Why are we talking about that? You can reach me on Twitter at VernonEL. David, finish at it up David off here, Kimble, buddy. As yeah. always. And uh, if you, I thank you so much for listening. Obviously, you can subscribe to us. You can just send us something, contact at msmobileshow.com. We're on Twitter and Facebook, even though it's going out of style. And uh, if you think this show is worth 
some uh, spare change. We'd be thrilled if you took just a few seconds to contribute and go on the support section of our site. But if you never click that support button ever and you only listen to us, that is great. We still really appreciate every single listen. So have a great week, everybody. And you know, I can't steal your line, Vernon. You've got to say it. <laughs> well, okay. Have a great week, everyone. Stay mobile.